0: Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Radio Talk
1: Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kurt Crosby live on your radio. This is the broadcast for November the 17th in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property. And to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our Founding Fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful, restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration. Quick recap of yesterday's show, available at lovingliberty.net. Liberty libertyroundtable.com. We had on Lowell Nelson campaign for liberty.org, ronpaulinstitute.org. And we talked about powerful presidents are incompatible with liberty, says Ron Paul. Amen to that reality check. Doesn't matter if it's Trump or Biden or anybody else. The president was supposed to be dealing with foreign affairs, dealing with the nation as a whole, and not really related to you and I. Or, their decisions wouldn't really affect you and I on an individual scale at all. When computers cheat, They inevitably leave evidence behind. Andrea Whitberg writes an incredible piece about that. We also talked about Dr. Shiva had an assistant, a software engineer by the name of Benny Smith, documenting that there is vote fraud. They watched literally as the software took votes from Trump and gave them straight to Biden. Of course, there's no evidence, don't you know? Trump finally hires neocon Slayer. That's right. He should have been doing that all along of his presidency, but he finally gets it done at least. We're talking about Colonel Douglas McGregor. Phenomenal guy, doing a great job. Daniel McAdams writes the piece about the incredible hire. Too bad President Trump hadn't been doing this all along for the last four years if he had. He might not be drowning by the swamp right now, huh? Sad to say, but reality check from Daniel McAdams. Even a military-enforced quarantine can't stop the virus, new study reveals. Jeffrey A. Tucker writes the details about that one. Incredible discussion with Lowell Nelson. What next? Mike Meharry, 10th Amendment Center, writes. So what is the solution? Mike Meharry thinks, uh, hey, Washington, D.C. is not the answer. Go back to the states, nullify, 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 and I agree with Mr. Mike Meharry. However, I think there's a whole lot more to it. And Lowell Nelson hits on this very well and says this. Will we be more honest? Will we quit taking stuff that doesn't belong to us? Will we quit going into debt? Will we worship Jesus Christ, the God of this land? That is the poignant questions. I'll tell you that right now. That will do more. Preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ, teaching others to live after the plan of happiness. will do more to protect America than any other option. Those Trump-Durain syndrome folks that believe it's never Trump or always Trump for the solutions need to step back a second and say, what do we need to do for the sacred cause of liberty? Let me ask the questions Lowell asks one more time because they're so critical. Will we be more honest? Will we quit taking stuff that doesn't belong to us? Will we quit going into debt? Will we worship the Lord? Jesus Christ, the author of our liberty, amen to those questions. Those are the solutions, folks. Hour two, we had on Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingson.com, his website, and incredible webinars. And we talked about Sidney Powell's incredible statements as Trump's, or I should say one of Trump's uh, defense attorneys. Sidney Powell, with Lou Dobbs. She's going to release the Kraken, referring to a movie, the quote, anecdote of fraud, if you will, Sidney Powell there at Bowling on the accuracy of the Dominion voting machines, and I asked the question at the end of the show, are we entering the Civil War? I don't know, but I know this, if Trump overturns the elections, you think you've seen rioting so far? You ain't seen nothing yet. All right, that's a recap of yesterday's broadcast, still available. At LovingLiberty.net, spread the word. Now, I was at Red Pill Expo live from Jekyll Island, and I did an incredible interview with a liberal. Yeah, there was a liberal at Jekyll Island. His name is Mickey Willis, and he is the uh, creator of the or the uh, Pandemic movie. And uh, it was a great interview. Listen in. Happy to have you along, my fellow American. Sam Bushman, again, live from the Red Pill Expo. I am telling you right now, You've got some of the best speakers, the best presenters, the best booths, the best businesses—amazing uh, patriots all standing together—and uh, there's not a mask in sight. How do you like that, ladies and gentlemen? Mickey Willis with us—what producer, director of Plandemic, and uh, filmmaker—and a whole bunch more. Welcome,
2: sir. Uh, thank you so much. It's great to be here.
1: All right, now catch me up a little bit. Then, who were you before uh, everybody became to know you as the Pandemic Man? <laughs>
2: Well, I was uh, a filmmaker. I've I've been um, 32 years or so making media and uh, doing a lot of uh, environmental work, activism, but mostly on the left. And so the past uh, five five years or so have been a that's why I'm here at the Red Pill event, because I finally swallowed that damn thing. Good for you, sir. We've been praying for you. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> Return from insanity. So
1: tell me the the stuff on the left, real quick. This is fascinating a little bit because I want people to know this isn't about left and right, is it?
2: It's really not about left and right. No, it's it's not. It goes it goes far far beyond that. And so I I, I, I appreciate you bringing that up because it's it's uh, you know going right isn't the solution to everything. But but certainly under waking up from the delusion of, uh, you know, I have to be very careful. Uh, with the language, because I think there's still a lot of incredible policies that fall under the liberal ba- banner that, that are wonderful and invaluable and, and and very, v- very valuable. I but agree. It's, but it's the far left and it's the Democratic Party. It's the DNC that I'm talking about. I think Let me tell you what the issue is. You ready? Yeah. Honesty is the issue. Yeah. What do you say to that? I agree with that 100 uh, percent. I, I now say to everyone that I'm in service to truth and truth only, and I don't care which side it falls on. I love it. I want more of it. Mm. So let me ask you this. Uh, when you
1: did a lot of liberal stuff on the left in the media yeah. and everything else, uh, filmmaker, tell me some of the stuff you, you covered.
2: Well, I documented uh, Bernie Sanders' tour in 2016, which was the beginning of my, my wake-up call as I began to interview people from uh, Southern California all the way to Philadelphia um, and kind of you know dig deeper into the ideologies of why they were following Bernie, which, of course, is one of the questions, right? Like, why do you love Bernie? What's going on? We're asking people. On, and to hear their answers was kind of... Shocking to me because, you know, some of them would would straight up start talking about, you know, the need for socialism and the stepping stone towards communism. That that's a, a model that would actually save America. And, and when let I me stop you there. So yeah. when you
1: were on the left, you weren't really into communism and socialism, uh, per se. I that wasn't I the point I then. I honestly, right? I didn't
2: even know what the hell it was. Sure. Um, and I. I and and,
1: and the reason I bring it up is that I think most people on the left have
2: that view. They're not necessarily trying to be straight up communists. No. That's not what drove them, right? No. And, you know, the, the real reason uh, he had a come to terms with w- well what am i what am i really doing out here so do i really know what bernie's policies mean or why am i out here and the truth of the matter was is i was voting against hillary clinton i, I had i had done and enough and that makes sense right i had done enough my family comes from arkansas so i had learned from a very oh very boy. young age uh what the clintons were up hey, to now you lay off my wife there yeah. I appreciate you leaving <laughs> her alone and uh and so i i was voting against her um But I didn't realize that uh, Bernie Sanders was ultimately a Trojan horse that would then cave in all of his uh, voters and and push them to to vote for her. And when that happened, that was when I said, "Okay, I need to uh, I need to become educated. So as a liberal, what do you think of, of
1: Joe Biden and Kamala Harris?
2: Um, I, uh, oh I mean, God, you right, think right, Hillary Clinton? of yeah. these guys are straight up communists. These people are over yeah, the top. They're they're over the top. I mean, they're 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 just as bad. I I wouldn't say they're worse. They're just as, just as bad, but in, in in many different ways, and just as corrupt. But they're, they're perhaps worse only because their their idea their social ideologies will get into the collective psyche and last for generations and continue to expand upon racism, sexism, and everything they, they... Every divide line. Everything that divides us that they say that they are fighting against is, is literally what they're establishing and activating in our country.
1: All right. And when you were focusing on the liberal side, you were talking about, hey, we're stewards of the earth, let's take care of it. Yeah, uh, Let's understand that we want to be kind to one another. Hey, everybody has a right to... Uh,
2: uh, you don't have a good life. It was that kind of an idea, right? Well, it sure was. And you know, I'd been told my whole life, ha- having been raised in in California under under liberal ideologies. Where I was in California, uh, I was by the way? I was told I was r- born in Sacramento and then moved when I was uh, 19 to Los Angeles. Okay. And I, you know, i have been told my whole life that uh, that the Republican Party was ra- racist and didn't give a damn about the environment, so they didn't care if the water was being polluted and the air and all of that stuff. And big oil was was wicked and, and evil and Um, And then I spent two years uh, in service to the Standing Rock fight um, on the side of of the indigenous people and uh, I learned a lot from that as I started to interview people that were on the opposing side. I started to learn the truth about renewable energies and the viability of them and the, the assessments that had already been done in those territories. It would um, literally if if the pipelines were to stop, I had one guy tell me one day um, uh, within the city of Bismarck he said, "If we stop that pipeline right now i don 't feed my children, and we 're trying to work with the tribes to transition off of this power when the time is right, when the technology comes up, but at this point we can power two percent of this town and they d- and, and no one is listening to us on that we 're just trying to save our families and then that 's when I realized I need to do." Do a better job as a journalist and as a documentary filmmaker and always, always hear both sides before I form any opinion and put my life on the line. And now you're documenting the real versus the ideal, huh? Uh, Yeah, I would say so.
1: Right. Is that a good way to put it? I I think it's a great way to put it. All right. How would that lead to the pandemic discussion?
2: Well, so... When I was in my early 20s, I'm 53 years old right now. When I was in my early 20s, I, uh, my, my brother died of bad AIDS treatments. And my mother died oh, 23 so days later of bad cancer treatments. Oh, boy. And I remember hearing that.
1: Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman talking to a straight-up liberal who was in favor with the establishment until he started to educate himself and embrace the truth now Sam Bushman and Mickey Willis get along great the interview continues in seconds
3: can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens can a country founded on God given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator. As a physician, I have looked into the eyes of one-pound babies. I have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand. I defy those who are careless, who would disregard life and look at these tiny little miracles and say, we're not going to protect that. But I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life.
4: As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's advanced distance education program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman interviewing Mickey Willis, author, creator of the movie Plandemic, incredible liberal sees the light we discuss live at red pill expo
2: Remember hearing the name fauci back then my my brother's friends would say uh it's not the virus that killed him it's the medicine that killed him and they would talk about this little i remember them saying what would they say oh they would, they would talk about napoleon this little napoleon complex guy and he yeah he's the one that killed your brother and look i i wasn't an activist then i didn't have the. there, there was no such thing as the internet i didn't know what to do about it so i just kind of you know i swept it under the carpet and, and went on my life and then years later, I have a doctor friend of mine that says, uh, I know this renowned virologist. She's got this incredible story. She's writing a book. I'd like to introduce her to you because I think her book would make a really great movie someday, and we'd like you to take a look at it. And so they brought a, this woman named Dr. Judy Mikovits into my office, and we sat down, and I listened to her story, and I, and I knew right away, um, I, you know, I'm a... I'm a I, I was raised in a rough area of Sacramento, and I'm pretty streetwise, and I was watching her facial expressions and, and, and the nuance cracking in her voice and know that this lady had been uh, dealt a, a very, very tragic card and, and dealt with a lot of trauma. And I knew she was telling the truth, so I said, you know, I, d- I don't know about the movie. I'm not really looking to do I, I'm really looking to do things right now that, 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 that help immediately and to get into a four-year process with a movie. I'm not sure that I'm into that, but I sure would like to I- interview you and get your story out to the world. And let's just make it a simple sit-down interview, you and me, and, and I'll at least get your story out there in an honest way. And so that's, that's what started Plandemic. And she, of course, was willing. Yeah. And then it took a life of its own? It did. It took a, li- a life of its <laughs> own in a, in, a, in a big way. But I kind of knew in the middle of the interview uh, when I was with um, you got Dr. English, Dr. Michael Witz, huh? I, was, I, I had, you know, literally had chills across my body. And I said, this is, this is hugely important. And I'd already done a lot of research around vaccines before my wife and I had our first child. And so I, there was nothing that she said that I didn't uh, agree with. And she nailed so many good points. And she was so forthcoming. I mean, even to the point of I think it's, it's, it's been damaging to her because, you know, she doesn't have a censor button. And she, she, she will say speak her truth no matter who she's speaking to. And I think that people have uh, taken what she said out of context so sure. much. And,
5: and they like to do that. They love to do that, yeah. Sure.
2: But but, I, but the bottom line was I believed her and i felt that, that her story was was worth hearing and it went out and suddenly th- we get this uh, the greatest censorship that's ever been applied towards any piece of media and that turned out to be the greatest blessing ever because it just made people more determined to to see it to share it and because of them the it, uh, the pandemic one has now been seen over a billion times which is a a, mat- a world record in every way and then the part two uh, set a world record for the premiere two million people watching the live stream and is now up past thirty million views itself for a full-length uh, documentary feature is is kind of unheard of, so I thank the censors.
1: And you have been <laughs> relentlessly attacked for this, right?
2: Oh, of course. Before yeah. you were a hero, now you're an enemy, right? Yeah, it. You know, it. <laughs> they, they've gone after me and Judy you're, so You're hard. still the
1: same person. I might be clear.
2: I, absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. But um... but uh, apparently, somehow overnight, w- while I wasn't looking, I became a a a, f- a far right. Uh, Neo-Nazi, white supremacist, far-left, uh-huh. uh, uh, Illuminati, uh, uh, Holocaust denier. It doesn't matter I mean what we say on. you are as it's long as you're not
1: mainstream, as long as you're somehow yeah. uh,
2: tied to something that, that should sink your ship, right? And that's all they do, right? It's character assassination. Don't listen to this guy. We Let us name every possible thing that might offend you. So yeah, because you we, know we they we say we I'm a white
1: supremacist and I can't even see what color you are. <laughs> 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 These people are crazy. I'm blue. By the way, I believe we're all God's children and we should act like it, just to set the record straight. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. That, that's how I am. All right, so tell me what's next, though. How far can this go, number one? And then number two, what is the most important thing you discovered along the way uh, in these uh, these films?
2: Okay, first question was... What's next? What's next? Okay, yeah. what's next And the reason is I asked the two questions together yeah. is because I think they relate. Okay. What's next is a movie or a series that we're just about to get into right now which is going to stop the indoctrination of our children as a father of a six-year-old and a nine-year-old and, and being related to so many other families and hearing what is being injected into the curriculums across our world right now is is terrifying they all sound good on, on, on a headline level but when you dig into and understanding the psychological, psychological aspects it will literally Just lead... Just kind of like the headline of liberal and conservative. They sound great at the start, and when great. you dig in, you go... <laughs> uh-huh, <laughs> right. But it will ultimately lead our children into hating themselves, hating each other, hating our country... And ultimately reviving and activating racism and sexism and all the things they say they're fighting against. It'll be backed by social distancing, turning everybody into antisocial creatures. Yeah. So we're going to stop that. We're going to expose all the puppet masters behind that. And And will it go straight into the education system? It'll go straight. And we're going to work with all the different school districts and every possible way to get it to every teacher and every school district in the world. Are they going to let you make it? They don't have a choice. They can't stop us at this point. You don't think? Oh, there's no, no no chance. They they're not they're gonna stop us. We 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 have a our, our our army has grown massively and and uh and and we know what we're fighting for and we know what protects us. In fact, the reason I ask you to think is because they think they can stop us, but they don't realize what they've unleashed, do they? Well, look at, look at Pandemic. I mean, they they went to their entire push was to stop us, and because they pushed to stop us, we have a world record setting movie viewed more times than any documentary of all time because they tried their hardest. And so it's an exact opposite of uh, every plan they do. Look, look at everything that's got, taken place in the past six months. Or I was actually say in the past four years, look at every investigation, every impeachment trial, every slander, every smear that they've tried to put on, on anything to do with freedom. Of trying, to, All it's done is push people away from the party that's promoting it. And it's backfired greatly when they say That's hydroxychloroquine like chloroquine doesn't work. Suddenly all the doctors jump off that ship because they know it does work and they've been using it for 40 plus years. So every time they lie, every time they deceive, you know what I'd like to see, actually? I would like to see the political parties start to compete like the Olympics and to see which one can do more good for the people. Instead of making the Democrats pl- uh, uh, plight just to stop Donald Trump, I would love to see them try to outdo him. I mean, how wonderful would it be <laughs> if every day it was a new it was a new Olympic sport to see who did the most good for humanity today, and then we could decide whoever does the, the most good, that's who wins my vote. But right now there's not even a choice. And but would that be the most liberal person? Uh, would it be the most liberal person? Yeah, that would outdo everybody else? I don't, I don't even know that I would categorize it as the most liberal person. And, I think and I the I reason I, th- I bring that I up, know. though,
1: is in the old days we might have,
2: right? We might have said, hey, the,
1: the more liberal you can be or the more conservative you can be, whatever divide line you're on, that would be the answer. Now we realize the real answer is truth, the real answer is honesty, and the real answer is what can we do for each other in the process.
2: Yeah, and it, re- it requires leadership that is actually educated enough outside of mainstream media, it, like truly educated to understand what is best for the people. And I, I'll tell you, I've traveled with a few uh, presidential candidates and and even w- you know one of them I was wonderful, Tulsi Gabbard, who I really really loved the experience of traveling with her. Um, yet I, you know being witness to where she was getting her some of her media from, which would then ultimately dictate her political policies. You know a lot of it was from mainstream media, and I finally had to say, Tulsi, you know I really you, it's uh, I, you know come to me if if you want mo- better information because I work with teams of whistleblowers and I can help you get to that point. And, and so you're not parodying any kind of political talking point you know but ev- even someone as, as brilliant and wonderful as her she was still s- subjected to this one source of, of information and so to solve that problem I'm actually in the middle of uniting a bunch of brilliant technologists and truth tellers and we're gonna create a bulletproof platform so think YouTube but with only hand selected curated top truth tellers on a t- blockchain technology that cannot be taken down so that the people from around the world have at least a source to go to now to fact check the fact checkers, to find out you know, what the truth is uh, of, the, of the, the, the policies of the day, or whatever might be happening, the world events of the day. We're in the process of creating this right now because it's a massive void that needs to be filled. And who are you working with on this? Because Ben Swan and many others are trying this too, right? Ben Swan is my partner on it. It's, it's, it's right. Ben and I.
1: You know. Ben's been a great friend of ours. I had him speak at the uh, Richard Mack's uh, Constitutional Sheriff's and Peace Officers Association, we literally went straight to Washington, D.C., and went to the National Press Club. Ben, myself, Richard Mack, many others spoke and and told a lot of truth there that was very fascinating as well uh, about uh, what was going on in society and what we can do
2: about it. And the new media is taking center stage, sir. There's no doubt about that. Well, I just kind of accidentally got the cat out of the bag too. We haven't announced it yet publicly, so I guess I just did. And Ben, right. if you're hearing well, we'll just this, tell I hope my it's listeners okay. not to tell anybody. Okay? <laughs> yeah, we're about to announce in about two weeks. But, but there's there a lot go. of good things happening. Ice first.
1: is one of the things Ben's working on, but it, it will be basically—I don't know if I dare call it ice two. <laughs>
2: ISC, well, it, it, it's going to definitely be an upgrade in both of our systems because we both have really well-functioning, pretty tight websites right now. Yes. But um, neither of them are on black ch- blockchain decentralized technology, so we're, we're going to uh, up at a notch.
1: But the key is they won't be able to shut us down once that happens. The only way is to shut the whole Internet down. That's exactly right, and they'll do that, too, but but we have ways around Yeah, but we that have too. time, and in the meantime, we'll Absolutely. continue to speak truth to power. We'll tell the tale of liberty. We'll promote God, family, and country will promote uh, Issue is the Honesty, and the left and the right shall join. We'll become, what do they call us, Americans? There you go. All right, sir, we appreciate you and all that you do. Keep us posted, and thanks for coming to the Red Pill.
2: Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Liberty
1: Roundtable Live.
6: Imagine
1: a guy like that at Red Pill Expo, ladies and gentlemen. But you know what? We got along great. It was an incredible interview. More and more and more and more Americans are starting to understand what makes liberty tick and that my fellow americans is exciting no matter who becomes president
0: proclaiming liberty across the land you're listening to liberty news radio
7: SA Radio News with Dan
8: Naraki. Drug Drugmaker Moderna announced on Monday that early data from trials on its coronavirus vaccine shows it's nearly 95% effective at stopping infections. The news comes after Pfizer and BioNTech announced last week that their vaccine was 90% effective. Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar tells Fox News that thanks to President Trump's Operation Warp Speed, some Americans will be able to be vaccinated starting in December.
9: This is the vaccine that President Trump partnered with Moderna on January 13th Mm -hmm. at our NIH labs, and now over 90 percent effective vaccine in one of the largest clinical trials ever. So now we have Pfizer, we have Moderna, and thanks to President Trump's vision, we've been making both of those and four other vaccines at commercial scale production. So We believe we'll have enough for 20 million
8: Americans to get vaccinated uh, in December. This is USA Radio News.
10: When thinking about life insurance, my accident reinforced you never know what tomorrow might bring. That's why I reached out to AccuQuote. AccuQuote helps people find a life insurance policy that meets their needs. Since 1986, they've helped millions of folks save up to 60% on their life insurance by comparing the rates and features of dozens of top-rated life insurance products. A healthy 50-year-old non-smoker can buy a half a million dollars of 10-year level term for less than 45 bucks a month. A 60-year-old under 120 bucks a month. Longer or permanent terms are available. Even if you already own life insurance, you really need to check out my friends at AccuQuote. Don't worry about health issues. Remember, they help me. As a pastor, I'm concerned about your soul and helping you to make sure your family is taken care of. Life insurance is more affordable now than ever, so don't make them wish you'd made that call. 877-437-4781. Call now. 877-437-4781. 877-437-4781. Each policy points and availability vary by state.
8: One major retailer is making changes to its face-covering rules. Tim has the details from the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau.
9: Costco has a new face covering policy. Starting on Monday, shoppers with medical conditions that prevent them from wearing a mask will now be required to wear a face shield in stores. Children under two are exempt. In announcing the change, Costco also stressing that masks or shields should not be seen as a substitute for social distancing. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg.
8: The hand recounts of ballots in Georgia is now four days old, and Monday, a number of previously uncounted ballots were found in Floyd County. Twenty-six hundred ballots were found that had not been tallied. Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger said the issue was with votes on one memory card that were not saved into the ballot counting system. Raffensperger tells Fox News, even with this, the recount will be completed on time.
2: All going as planned. Many of the counties are, are ahead, and
7: every county will hit the 18th deadline that we gave them.
8: This is USA Radio News.
0: begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-gooders to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable.
5: Well, ladies and gentlemen, as always, we appreciate your accompaniment here on Liberty Roundtable from the Loving Liberty Radio Network. Um, and... Uh, where uh, we just got to hear a great interview uh, with Sam at the uh, Red Pill Expo. Uh, If you missed it, uh, make sure and, uh, you know, pick up the uh, podcast a little later and re-listen to that. Uh, We've got a few uh, headlines and stories uh, to share with you. Uh, The headline... uh, First one says, Wisconsin Republicans sound the alarm on thousands of voters potentially circumventing ID requirements. Um, Nothing new unless you've, you know, just not been listening to um, our program and that kind of thing. But, uh, you know, you've got uh, just alarm bells going off everywhere. Uh, Headline, next one says, President Trump posts... One video asked, is this what our country has come to? Um, you know, and uh, I guess that's a long topic or whatever, but uh, it seems like it's taken a lot of, uh, oh, sweep this under the rug kind of ideas to get us where we are, but uh, I guess we just keep moving there. Uh, I Sounds hope like he's missing the tartar the sauce, Kurt. Well, I know. Uh, it does seem like, um, you know... Um, It's, uh, well, anyway, in this piece from uh, Jared Harris uh, writing uh, there, uh, he says, uh, you know, more than a week after the election, of course, now it's exactly two weeks, uh, Americans are still left with no clear picture of who will sit in the Oval Office come January 20th, 2021 um and uh he asks how the world's most advanced republic i like how he says republic you know arrived here is a total mystery uh, i don't know about that uh to me it's just a number of steps of mistakes uh, along the way but it says establishment media and democratic politicians alike hyped up mail in ballots which were supposed to make this election even smoother than previous ones but only ended up making matters more muddied. But, um, Kurt, let's be anyway. clear. You and
1: I have been uh, arguing against mail-in ballots for quite some time. We even met with a ballot official uh, in your city yep. and discussed it in mm-hmm. detail. And the more we would explain how the ballots are fraudulent or whatever, should just always have an argument, always have a view, always have an opinion. that, oh, no, it's safe. The custody of the ballots is secure and good and If that's all true as she says and not as President Trump says, why can't we just simply count the votes, uh, create uh, integrity in the ballot and in the custody of the ballots to the point where, I mean, we should already have all the decisions and already have all the answers. That's how it used to be in elections. Growing up, I never heard that we were waiting months for elections or weeks and lawsuits and confusions and allegations and et cetera. And wow. Right. What is our country come to and i can see why the republicans are sounding the alarm i can see why president trump asks a very important question and this question i believe is a serious question is this what our country has come to i think the answer is yes president but you, what you really got to ask is why are we in the situation we're in was it just an accident that we're here and i submit to you not even close Uh, actions bring about consequences. Thoughts bring about actions. Uh, And as our nation, as the people focus on the wrong things, then what you get is representation that mirrors society. Now, I'm not saying all society is bad and evil and that there's no good people. There's plenty of good people. But most of them are not standing up. Most of them are not involved. Most of them are just going about their daily activity. Most people are pursuing entertainment. And thus, you know, when President Trump says, Is this what our country has become? Is this what our country has come to? Yes. But the reason why is because the right people are not making their views, their beliefs, their uh, influence known and felt. And what do we need to do to change it? The answer is we need to turn to God. The answer is we need to be involved. The answer is we need to fight this fraudulent election results as long as we can. And I've drawn the line saying when the delegates at the electric college vote and when the states certify their election results, and as Sidney Powell wisely pointed out, if they certify fraud, let them, but put them on notice that they're going to be in serious hot water if they literally certify fraud, they're going to get caught in the scandal. And whether the truth will come out or not, I don't know. Sidney Powell seems to think so. Kirk Crosby is convinced that we'll prevail. I hope they're right. I pray they're right. I don't believe we will, though. I believe Joe Biden will be president. Why? Because our nation is too corrupt, and we don't deserve a righteous leader. I would say let this be the wake-up call, though, for us to make a turn, a change. Let this be the wake-up call as we see socialism just spread to repent. And hopefully in two years we'll uh, replace the House. We'll replace one-third of the Senate. Hopefully in four years, we'll get truly a constitutional president. That's my prayer. And I hope I'm wrong. And I hope that Kurt Cosby and Sidney Powell are correct. But there is a major red flag popping up, huh, Kurt?
5: Well, yeah, in this uh, piece uh, from the uh, Western Journal, um, there's just a lot of uh, highlights. Uh, Let me give you just a few of them. Hold uh, on, do the major red flag here.
1: Major red flag pops up about woman. Running Philly Election Center, I guess Cruz is now, that's Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, is demanding a review or an investigation of the voting machine that literally delivered or wrongly gave county to Biden. So how did the mainstream press say there's no evidence, Kurt? This is a senator saying, wait a minute. (laughs) I don't get it, Kurt.
5: Well, that's exactly right, Sam, and, uh, you know, uh, it reminds you of the, uh, at least it reminds me of, you know, the case in the past where they'd say stuff like, uh, the Constitution says that there's a separation of church and state, and yet, if you look in there, you just can never find it, Um, you know, and yet, um, when they tell that lie over and over and over and over, then... You know, after a while, I guess people believe it, and that's what really happens there. Uh, like in this major red flag story, um, what you have is basically this lady uh, there in uh, Philadelphia. Um, well, her name is Lisa Deely. She's a chair of the city commissioners of Philadelphia. Uh, She leads what they call a bipartisan board charged with overseeing the integrity of the city's elections. I think it's pretty much just a joke, but anyway, says uh, last year, Dealey lost her notary license after 25 four years, for failure to failing to check a woman's identification before notarizing her signature, that's according to the Philadelphia Inquirer. Out of 74,000 notary licenses in Pennsylvania, the state department revokes about 20 licenses per year. She, by the way, is a Democrat, entered into a consent degree agreement with the city in which she agreed to vol- violating notary rules, though she has also said she is simply a good person who made a mistake. According to the consent agreement... Um, uh she uh well anyway it gives some details there but in her defense they say uh she claims she knew these people personally etc as it turns out the woman was an imposter uh but the bottom line is um this lady is who's in charge of things and uh you know um she's Well, like the author here says, it certainly raises red flags about her integrity. Well, here's the point to me. Forget the woman
1: for a second, even though her track record's fraudulent and problematic and all that kind of stuff. Just look Mm -hmm. at a senator now saying we believe that a voting machine gave the county to Biden when it should not have been so. That isn't a Trump allegation. That's a Ted Cruz, Senator Ted Cruz allegation. So now right. we're getting more allegations by more people. But what the mainstream press just continues to lie and say is, without evidence, Ted Cruz, da 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 Okay? Mm-hmm. Is is there evidence there? And if you're not going to listen to any evidence, then there's no evidence, Kurt.
5: Yeah, that's a great point, Sam. If you, uh, you know, say there's only choice A and choice B and no choice C, then hey, There's only choice A this um, time, Kurt. It's even worse. That's right. That's a really good point. Um, and uh, you know, it's uh, a call for uh, like like Cruz said. Uh, we heard a report from one county in Michigan where the election software mistakenly counted 6,000 votes that were cast for Donald Trump. It switched them to Joe Biden. Cruz said, referring to the Dominion software. Uh, now they apparently caught that, but that same software is used in 47 counties throughout Michigan. That needs to be examined to determine that there is not a problem counting the votes.
1: Yeah, but, Kurt, Joe Biden's your president, and there's no evidence. Yeah, no. See, not. that's, that's what point. these liars continue to say. Are we the people going to stand for it? I wish and pray not, but I think so.
8: just like a credit card, or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org.
0: With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show.
5: Very good, ladies and gentlemen, and thanks for being alongside. The next story, and next piece, uh, headline reads, Associated Bre- Press Bans Using the Term Crazy. The sub-headline, More Virtue Signaling After Capitalizing Black But Not White. WorldNet Daily staff's got this piece, uh, Yeah, I guess there's what they call the Associated Press style book, and they say it's been the standard usage guide for journalists for more than half a century, providing uniformity on perfunctory aspects of writing, such as grammar, punctuation, and abbreviation, but its bias shows when it makes value judgments, such as its recent decree that black should be capitalized when referring to people but not white uh now they say after the after what many regard as a crazy double standard the ap is advising reporters to avoid using the terms crazy do or i'm to ta- give you an example of why they want or to deranged using crazy kurt yes
8: here's to the crazy ones the misfits the rebels the troublemakers the
0: round pegs
8: in the square holes ones who see things differently they're not fond of rules and they have no respect for the status quo you can quote them disagree with them glorify or vilify them but the only thing you can't do is ignore them because they change things
9: they push the
8: human race forward and while some may see them as the crazy ones we see genius because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world
1: are the ones who do. So you got to shut that down, buddy. You can't have any of that going on. What if people jettison well, the mainstream press over to that, Kurt?
5: Yeah, I gotta gotta not call anything crazy. Yeah, good point. Uh, they say the only exception is if the words are part of a quotation that is essential to the story. So, anyway, just, just remember that the APs, you know, you know, kind of tell you what words you can or can't say. And that's, that's how it is, right? The new censorship is going on, right?
1: That is correct, sir. What word won't you be able to use next? Yeah,
5: great point. Yeah, it's um good you
1: probably day. can't say jewish democrat or you'd be a white supremacist
5: well probably so on this uh piece uh i'm trying to remember the source of it but the headline reads meet the jewish democrat at fox news decision desk well it's a jw week j weekly i guess that's short for jewish weekly jewish news of northern california where this piece comes from, but uh, I I was just surprised. Uh, this guy's name is Arnon Mishkin. He's a Jewish registered Democrat from New York, and he's the leader and face of the Fox Numbers team. So it's just interesting uh, when you get told before that hey, you know, Fox they're the they're the Republicans, and uh, you know the Democrats would be all the other guys, and yet um, right there in the middle of their main um, I guess you could say numbers team is the head guy, is a Democrat. Uh, and they, they, they talk about him and his uh, call for Arizona, uh, how it would go blue at a certain time. And then uh, uh, later, uh, you know, a lot of people were upset about it and how it seemed to take forever to get something to be red for the president. Uh, but anyway, uh, just interesting to me to find out a little more behind the scenes. It's almost like. Uh, Wizard of Oz getting behind the, um, the curtain. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, but we've known this for a long time, Kurt. Sure. sure. You know, we've talked yeah. about Fox News. They ran around and said, "We report, you decide." But look, they donated a bunch of money to Hillary Clinton back in the day. They've had all kinds of perverted sex scandals at their organization. Um, they've just deceived the, the people for the last 20 years. Most people felt like Fox was kind of the conservative counterpart to CNN, and no doubt their delivery in some ways appeared that way. But at the end of the day, they really promoted just the same scenario, and they really basically just played the right-left, um, you know, good cop, bad cop kind of an idea on the thing, not really leading people to the real issues, the real solutions. Just taking the, quote, conservative side, as conservative as a Jewish Democrat at the Fox News decision desk could be. In other words, they don't mind standing on the conservative side of most things and just portraying it that way for a big, fat paycheck. But at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, when it's clutch time, hey, they pinch hit for the side they believe in. So that's why the decision desk is not going to call up for Biden early. Hey, it's, it's clutch time. It's pinch hit time. It's time to, I got to get somebody on base here time. And they literally let their colors show uh, in the last six months or year or so under Trump. They've really slipped. And people have seen, um, you know what, them without their mask on, curtain. it's pretty ugly.
6: Very true.
5: Very true. The next piece, uh, headline reads, uh, Boise State coffee vendor forced off campus for supporting police. Um, you know, uh, this is... <laughs> Boise State University, this is in Idaho, if you're unfamiliar with it, but according to a report by the College Fix, a coffee vendor was forced to leave its post at Boise State University after students uncovered the vendor's work with organizations that support local police forces uh, this the owner of big city coffee, Sarah Finley, began working with police nonprofits after her former police office partner was shot and paralyzed during an altercation with an escaped prisoner. Uh, after students discovered the relationship with police nonprofit organizations, they immediately began to call on the university to cut ties with their business. During a student government meeting, one student argued that uh, her business could make the campus a dangerous place, um, and they say due to mounting pressure. She ultimately decided to leave campus and now, a okay, this Facebook is why post,
1: this is why I yeah. say the people want evil. The people want Biden. The people want socialism. The people want communism. Because, look, you're talking about one of the most conservative states, Idaho. It's not known as a very liberal you know, state, a very conservative university, at least comparatively speaking. And you literally have a lady who says, hey, I like the police officers. I want to work with them. I want to support law and order and the rule of law with my coffee shop. And the students really run her out on a rail, buddy. And so sadly, this is what America has come to. It's not that I'm happy about it. It's not that I like it. It's not that I think it's the end. I'm, I'm not saying we can't change it. I'm saying this is what we've become, though. I mean, you know, I get it if it happened on some whacked out California Stanford campus or, you know, some Harvard or some Big wig elite east campus or what this is Boise, Idaho, buddy. Like hometown conservative USA idea. And they literally and this this lady wasn't even a cop. She just said, I want to support the police. Um She was supporting the police. That's all. Just supporting law and order, saying, Hey, you know what? All the guys in blue aren't bad. And they literally ran her out on a rail, Kurt. If that doesn't typify my point, I don't know what does.
5: That's a great point. Um, I I will say this. Typically, the universities are some of the most liberal places of all. But, uh, you know, in this case, it shouldn't have happened. It it certainly, uh, I think the lady will have uh, some recourse, I hope. Uh, We've seen it in the past where, like, Chick-fil-A was going to, you know, not be able to be in Houston's airport or whatever, and then they you know, some things changed and got that back done. So there's hope in the future. But that's an your, uphill fight your, for your sure. Your points are, yeah, your points And
1: you're are right. Universities right. are some of the most liberal places. I completely concur. However, that's the next generation that will run your country. Good point. So, you know what? It, it, again, it, it's not the end of the world. There is hope for the future. I'm not suggesting there's not. But it's appropriate to take a candid assessment of where we are. And if we're really not there, then let the people of Boise overturn this and put this lady back and, in my opinion, laud her as a hero because I think she is. I, I'm not into coffee personally, but I will say this. I support the police, and I support law and order, too, and I hope Americans do because if we don't, we're in serious trouble, my friend.
5: Mm-hmm. Good
1: point. All right. Go over the pond, Kurt.
5: Well, yeah, the headline here reads uh, from Breitbart, UK, colon, Nurse Arrested Trying to Remove Her 97-Year-Old Mother from Care Home. Uh, it's a place called Humberside, uh, and uh, this was a 73-year-old retired nurse who was trying to take her 97-year-old mother out of care home after being unable to see her for nine months because of coronavirus uh so you know i mean they're just kind of had it had it up to there and so she figured hey let's just get her out of there so at least i can see you but well hey the police to the rescue and uh the police stopped her and, well they stopped the two of them or were in separate cars in a nearby garden center because uh The one lady refused to return her mother. Police arrested her. The uh, mother was then de-arrested. I don't know how that works. And the 97-year-old returned to the home. So
1: anyway, uh, all is well in the UK, huh, Sam? Well, and you got to ask yourself a few questions. Why would this lady who's a nurse who should know better want to take her mother out of care? Well, because I think she does know better, and she realizes that, hey, they're going to kill her mom if she's not careful. you got to get your mom out of some of those places. you got to get your loved ones. And I'm, I'm not saying in every case, but I'm saying oftentimes that, you know what, things go south there in a hurry. And she probably saw something who was, was worried about it. Now, on one hand, you could criticize the police for this. I would criticize the hospital staff and some of the laws that we've allowed to be on the books, whether it's in the United States or the U.K., Uh, You know, we've allowed, uh, when you check somebody in in the hospital, the hospital to be in control completely. And they have to literally sign a document and, and, you know, transfer custody of the person back to somebody else almost literally. And and so I think some of the laws are to blame here, not necessarily the cops. Now, I agree the cops might be smart and want to stand down and all that kind of stuff. And don't get me wrong, I would support that. I'm just telling you that it's very... Dicey with all the laws we have on the books, people are just kind of afraid. all right, let's finish up on the Chinese story. Chinese media jokes Beijing is for Biden City. Chinese yeah, media for, defends for, Trump voters, not just rednecks and racists. onkirt,
5: yeah, in this case, you know um they're talking about for Forbidden city, you know what I mean? for The forbidden. You've heard of that. Yeah, but the it's not the forbidden city. But forbidden city, yeah, good point. Um, and then, uh, let's see, so you've got the uh, other one that says uh, Chinese media defends Trump voters, saying they're not just rednecks and racists. Um, so, I guess, I don't know, is that is that a good news story, Sam? I'm not <sighs> sure.
1: Well, it's hard to say, I guess. <laughs> I guess it's okay, because... Um, but Trump was involved with the Russians, not the Chinese, right? Yeah, good point. So I guess it's okay. (laughs) No, see, it's just all whacked out, folks. They're using it to manipulate the public's view. Democrat Abigail Stanberger never say defund the police and socialism again, Kurt.
5: Well, yeah, because they recognize that people don't like that. People want their safety and security, and they don't. Really, the Democrats don't want to lose those elections, and that's what happened in a lot of, a lot of places.
1: Well, you might not have elections if this keeps up. Good right? point. You might not have elections at all. Now you could say, Sam, that's unnecessarily doomsday Is it? I want honest elections. How about you?
0: live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio, Talk, radio Show. Talk
1: Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman and Kurt Crosby live on your radio. This is the broadcast for November the 17th in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our two of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Ladies and gentlemen, it is quite shocking. Mainstream press has lied for generations. But man, I'm telling you right now, they're literally getting sunburned while they're telling you the sun isn't rising. I mean, it is absolutely more blatant than I've ever seen it in my entire life. They're going for broke. Joel Skalsen with us. Well known for worldaffairsbrief.com weekly commentary in your inbox. Incredible information about that as well. And uh, all I can tell you is that uh, the mainstream press is just – they've come literally completely unhinged. It is out of control, ladies and gentlemen. But Joel, Skulls, Joel Skousen is also known for not only WorldAffairsBrief.com, but his book, Strategic Relocation, available at JoelSkousen.com. Joel, welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live.
11: Thank you, Sam. It's good to be with you.
1: <sighs> it, its uh, Have you ever seen them be this blatant, sir?
11: Well, vote fraud has always been going on, but you're right. It's never been this blatant as uh, before, especially after 2016 when their vote fraud through computer flipping of votes on the touchscreen systems, which they could only do a limited amount because people could see it happening on the screen and would complain. And it just wasn't enough to turn the election for Hillary Clinton, even though they tried. I think they probably, you know, uh, stole about 10 percent of the votes. But this time, you know, we're talking about 20 percent or more.
1: It's hard to even fathom. Now, one of the things that I find interesting is there is evidence, documented evidence, everywhere. But they literally run around and say there's no evidence. But your headlines over the last couple of weeks, first one says, Trump victory stolen by massive vote fraud. Then your next one says, 2020 vote fraud, a comprehensive review of the evidence. Um, there's evidence everywhere if you're willing to look. But what if you just say, Joel, there's no evidence, and we're not going to discuss evidence because there is none. And that, I'm just telling you, they make the rules, and that's what they're saying.
11: Well, as uh, Tucker Carlson pointed out yesterday in his uh, monologue, uh, he brought up all kinds of uh, Democratic charges of voter fraud and other things in the previous election, and uh, and yet they're claiming there's nothing there now. Just amazing.
1: That's how they roll. But there's plenty of evidence. Sydney Powell is probably the most um, prolific speaker about what the evidence really is right now, right?
11: Yeah, she is. But I've got a little bit of a problem with that. You know, she keeps, uh, you know, talking about all the evidence that they have, but she declines to tell any of it. Uh, and, and Tucker Carlson has specifically asked Sydney Powell to see the evidence, and she isn't uh, sending it to her. Now, they're claiming, of course, that. You know, this. you can't uh, until this is ready for court and she's getting an avalanche of information and it's hard to even process. And, and I believe her in that regard. But first of all, all of the courts at the state level and federal at the state level have been rejecting the Trump lawsuit so far. And so the main question that I and, would And by the way, is, they
1: will continue to.
11: That's right. They will continue because the courts are rigged. But I would ask that you, about in what court, in what jurisdiction, do you plan to file this suit, to be able to, you know, not go the round. Um, oh, it looks like I've got a, a child on the line here. <laughs> Let me see if I can fix that. We uh, we believe in grandchildren
1: minute. and children, though that's for sure. So this is a family-oriented program, and it's all good as Joel Skousen gets that squared away. But I'm telling you right now. Uh, uh, Trump victory stolen by massive vote fraud. The mainstream press doubles down and says there is no evidence. And I believe there's plenty of evidence to this. Joel Skousen does okay, one of I'm the best back. jobs at documenting that evidence. Joel? Say again your last statement. I, I was saying stolen. that I believe there's plenty of evidence, and you do one of the best jobs at documenting the evidence that we actually have so far. Sydney Powell is right, probably. But you know what? When they keep asking her to show evidence and she doesn't do it, it makes her side look foolish, even if she's right.
11: Yeah, because even Tucker Carlson in his monologue said, you know, until we get to see the evidence and see what it is, that I'm not going to come out and say that we've confirmed it. You know, Tucker Carlson is on our side on this, and, uh, you know, they they could give a lot of the evidence. I mean, they have one of the most blockbuster thing that Sydney Powell says she has is she has one of the a whistleblower uh, who used to be with uh, – Dominion election systems was there at the beginning and how it was funded by Venezuela and Cuba and in order to steal the vote in, in Venezuela you know and, and hand it to Chavez and and then uh, Maduro uh, I mean this is dynamite evidence and yet she doesn't uh, you know I, I really think because the courts are going to quash this, and dismiss these suits, you need to get this evidence out in the public right now so the courts feel like, oh, we can't possibly squash this. And, and the problem the is, if,
1: if the courts beat her to the evidence and say, or in other words, if the courts rule against it before she can release the evidence, then even if she releases the evidence, everybody else will think, well, the experts have already reviewed this and they already know. I know it sounds damning, but it must not be, right?
11: Yeah. Yeah, that's why I say the evidence needs to all come out right now so that you win the public, you win it in the public forum. Before it goes to the courts, because believe me, the courts are—you um, know—as long as they know that the public doesn't know this and that the mainstream media is covering for this, they feel like they can get away with dismissing these lawsuits. But there would really be embarrassment if this—if uh, these witness statements would come out, and I think they're making a big mistake, uh, you know, by not uh, publishing this stuff beforehand. Now the courts don't like that, you know. The courts want to sanction lawyers for releasing evidence before and, you know, tainting the jury and all of this type of stuff. But this is war going on, and you got to fight with dirty tactics just like the left is.
1: And if you don't, you're going to get slaughtered is the problem.
11: That's exactly right, and that's what's happening right now.
1: Now, a James O'Keefe video, there's evidence there. There's all kinds of whistleblower in evidence there. We can get software evidence, supposedly we want to see it. But there's plenty of evidence already, Right.
11: Well, there is. And I in uh, last Friday's World Affairs Brief, I cover vote flipping and eliminating of votes. And
1: this is a big
11: thing because, uh, uh, you know, they've done vote flipping for years. But now that uh, most they had to change out all the computer systems so there wasn't no longer the the typical touch screen voting that give you a paper receipt to show what you voted for. Now you have a touch screen which produces a paper ballot, which then goes through the ballot reading machines. Etc. cetera. And, you know, people look at the paper ballot and it's changed and there's virtually no way to undo it. It's already in the committee. The ballot has been printed. You can't go back and reprint it, you know, and it's just uh, completely fraudulent. They're flipping votes, but not so much on the printed ballot that a person sees comes out of the machine, but they're flipping it at the tabulation level and they're also eliminating votes. And I cover the research that has been done where, you know, uh, literally millions of votes have been both flipped and eliminated, almost a million votes eliminated from Donald Trump just in Pennsylvania alone. Nine hundred and some thousand votes just disappeared for Donald Trump. Of course, we know that there's been the vote buying scam from Ilya Omar, uh, which was documented by uh, James O'Keefe at Project Veritas, a guy bragging about getting $500. But this is minor stuff. This is stuff that's been going on for years, uh, registering of dead people, voting for dead people. This is minor in comparison because this takes human people, corrupt people, to intervene in the system, and you have to hire them and you have to keep them silenced. And there's only a limited amount you can do. You can't do millions of votes that way. But ballot stuffing, adding votes is a really big thing, as well as flipping votes and eliminating votes. Those are the three big ones.
1: And one of the ways they do it is with mail-in ballots, as long as they discard the envelope. And in some states, they keep the envelopes so that you can match them up if you had to, which would be an incredibly tedious process. But in some states, they discard the envelope, and then you can't even tell if it was a legitimate vote ever, and you can never go back and re-certify it, right?
11: That's correct, and that's what's happening in Georgia right now. They're recounting the votes manually, but... Once the fraud has already taken place, you're not going to come up with a different uh, uh, solution because you're not verifying with a matching a registration number with a registered voter, etc. And that's the problem. I mean, they've got different uh, cheating systems. For example, in, in Wisconsin, you know, they had over 990,000 extra votes cast in that election that exceeded registrations which means that they would have to have registered. They have same-day registration in Wisconsin. They would have had to register 991,000 people on the same day in order to match the ballots that they've got. And there's, and if you did an audit of that and you go and randomly start to call people who are supposedly registered, no, I didn't register, et cetera, or people who'd be dead or moved, etc., you're going to find a tremendous amount of fraud there. So it just uh, – but one of the most interesting analysis that I did in the World Affairs Brief was by a, a computer statistician, which showed a very interesting thing. He says, you know, the good thing about mail-in ballots is that it doesn't matter whether they come from a Democratic area or a Republican area. They get mailed at different times in different places. Even if they're ma- 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 you know, mailed in from a city, they go in and they get shuffled in with ballots that are coming from rural areas, et cetera. So there it should be a uniform ratio between Democrat to Republican votes. And in Minnesota, he showed there's a line, it's, 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 most, it's a lot of Democratic votes because it's a Democratic-controlled city, and that ratio is to stay the same, and it does, because in Minnesota, there wasn't particularly a lot of vote fraud, or votes added, at least to the mail-in balloting. And then you look at Virginia, and Virginia hasn't been talked about as a, as a fraud state, but I knew something was wrong at the very beginning when I was watching the vote returns come in, you know, and about 50% of the votes then Trump was up by 8 to 10 points in Virginia. And they already called the state for Virginia. For Biden, I'm sorry.
1: For Biden. Yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, the point is they don't commit fraud everywhere. They're not stupid. They're very strategic and very unique, and they're almost impossible to catch and hold accountable in the courts. Not because it's not there. But because we've allowed it for 60 years, it's commonplace, it's accepted. Even Barack Obama said, oh yeah, we all monkey with the machines. Quick pause, Joel Skousen in seconds.
3: Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better having a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches,
9: in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally the solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love get married and have some kids
1: joel skousen riding shotgun ladies and gentlemen worldaffairsbrief.com joelskousen.com so you were saying in Minnesota there wasn't a whole lot of election fraud, the mail-in ballots. The good thing about them is that, hey, if you mail them in from all over the place, pretty soon you get this kind of status quo. And it should kind of remain the same. There should be kind of a steady reality check there. And when there's not fraud, that's what you see, right?
11: That's right. And this analysis shows, and I've got uh, links to the article in the World Affairs Brief uh, where people can look at the chart. And, for example, in Minnesota, it starts out a little bit higher, you know, Democrat-Republican ratio at the beginning because most of the ballots came in from the Minneapolis area. So there was not a real good shuffling between rural areas. But as soon as the rural areas started to come in, you had this rock-solid horizontal line that never deviated. The same ratio of, Republic, of Democrat-Republican ballots, always a little higher for Democrats, but it was the same. And then you look at Virginia, and it was the same for a little while, and all of a sudden it just jumps up a higher ratio for Democrats to Republicans, and then it jumps up again, and then a third time it jumps up toward the end of, of the counting. In other words, three times they added ballots with no Republican ballots. That's what it shows when the ratio jumps and it stays up there. And they kept pumping them in. In other states, they did it a little more sophisticated. They started adding Biden votes, but along with Republicans. So it it was a gradual slope. But you see, in every single state where there was no fraud, it was just a level line. There was no variation. It was the same ratio the whole time. And in every one of the states, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Virginia, Georgia, and Arizona, you saw this bump where the ballots were actually physically being added. And this is where the ballots that people talked about, you know, were all for Biden. And, uh, you know, you, you don't want to do that. You want to throw in some, you know, Trump votes in there so that you don't make it look like obvious fraud. But, but even, but even a- if
1: you do, fraud is such a high bar, though. You could go into court and display those maps and show cause and effect and show reality. But it isn't positive proof enough to document fraud, even if it's an anomaly where you say anecdotal evidence, analytics, uh, proves this and that and that and the other. The bar is so high. Will the election be invalidated? You think?
11: Well, I say no, and that's because the judges are controlled. And just as the judges are ruling against the Trump lawsuits now. Now, these are piecemeal lawsuits, by the way. You know, just challenging a few ballots here and there, and they're being rejected. We need a comprehensive lawsuit against the entire uh, and ask the courts to invalidate the elections in eight states, for example. Uh, In order to have a recount, and it can't be just a manual recount. It's got to be a recount with validation because once the ballots are put into the system, uh, and especially these are— Yeah, making the
1: computer recount won't do you any good. That's right.
11: A computer (laughs) recount, so even a manual recount won't do it if you've actually physically added ballots. And I documented in the World First Brief how people have witnessed, you know, some bringing in six to ten boxes of ballots— Hundreds of thousands of ballots through open doors into the county center with no security, not having to check ID, unmarked vehicles, bringing in ballots. So this all happened during the early mornings and the night. This all happened. And, you know, what's interesting about this analysis that I just talked about, about the mail-in ballots, is time dated. You can know the exact time when those ballots were brought in and added to the queue. And, and when they jumped up again, you know when they were added. So you can go and look if they had surveillance video you'd look about, you know, an hour before then, who came in with new ballots? And those were the ballots that were.
1: But you'll just find in the fraud places, oh, somehow the video didn't work. Somehow the. Yeah. It it will just go right on down their continued pattern uh, of dishonesty. And I believe that there's vote fraud of the degree. But I sadly believe that we're going to have Joe Biden as president.
11: Yeah, that's what I've always believed, too, uh, you know, by hook or by crook, crook. And, you know, the result of this is that, uh, um, well, there's a lot of results. One is that Donald Trump is considering running again in 2024. And fortunately, I think that's unfortunate. I mean, Donald Trump is capable of rallying the troops better than anyone that I know, but he's least capable about following through with the promises that he makes because he comes to the presidency uh, he's getting more experience about how the deep state uh, you know uh, betrays you, but he can't tell who's deep state from another. And so he keeps because he wasn't a conservative before he came into America, he didn't know any conservatives. He had to take the advice of all these Republican advisors who are many of whom are deep, deep state and as bad as the Democrats, but playing you know like they're on our side. I mean, just like Bill Barr, Bill Barr's deep state and he's playing loyal to Trump. But what's interesting, you know, is that uh, John uh, Durham, the guy, you know, the special prosecutor, has just decided that he's closing up shop. He's not going to do any prosecutions in deference to the Biden win in the presidency. And That's just what I predicted, that nothing will ever come of this, that they will not send anybody to prison for this, uh, these horrible crimes against Donald Trump that they did.
1: Now, the interesting thing is a lot of people say, wait a minute now, Q's reporting and, and, and President Trump has a plan. He pre-planned for this and he marked the ballots in some way that could prove their vote fraud and this and this and this. None of those things have validity, right?
11: No, none of them are true. Q is a disinformation expert for the deep state. They're just playing the the conservatives along with Trump. And here's the, the basic message, and this is what goes to Donald Trump running in 2024 – it's not good for the conservative movement because you have nobody who can see or drain the swamp because he just doesn't have enough information. He's surrounded by people who don't. And he's going to buy a, a news network like he's in negotiation to buy Newsmax. Well, Newsmax is run by Chris Ruddy, who, you know, he got fame within the conservative movement by championing the cause of Vince Foster, you know, being killed rather than being suicided. But ever since then, and he got a big following, it's all been globalism. He's all been... You know, turning to the other side. Well, and and he's so, funded
1: the other side big time with money, too, right?
11: That's exactly right. And so, you know, this is typical of Trump. He's going to buy a, cons- quote, conservative network that won't really be conservative. And because he doesn't know how to detect the fraud until after it happens. And then he doesn't know how to replace it with it. You know, he's going to fire uh, Esper, and so he brings in somebody else, and, you know, it's just a, a mess. So I think he hurts the the conservative movement. We need new blood. We need someone who will champion cause. nobody can rise while Donald Trump is there because everyone has bought into the fact that Donald Trump is going to be our savior. And so we don't have to prepare. We don't have to do anything. There's not going to be any downfall of the country. Well, now it's time for people to wake up. As Jim Quinn says, if you're not armed, it's time to do so. You got to starve the beast. Do business the locals using cash. Don't. Uh, you know, deal with the stores that require you wear a mask, reduce your footprint, get out of debt, become anti-fragile, meaning toughen up, and get physically and healthy strong. Resist every mandate issued by dictatorial politicians and low-IQ low government bureaucrats. Uh, know your enemy. You know, those, that's good advice. We have to realize that the beast has captured the system. We've let it happen, and we're not going to win this. Now, that doesn't mean we stop fighting. We still have to convert as many people as we can that this COVID pandemic is a fraud, that it's meant to take away your liberty. It's never going to end. That's going to be the headline of this Friday's World Affairs Brief. The world, the new world, as we have COVID, is never going to return to normal. They don't intend to let us free ever.
1: And they're going to use the election fraud, They're going to use the COVID. They're going to use riding in the streets. They're going to use continued ratcheted up intentional uh, provocateur style violence. And so we come to the COVID pandemic update exposure. The false pandemic continues. They don't even have a copy of the virus. The CDC literally says they don't have a copy of it. But yet we claim that we can test and know that you have it. And the tests aren't even accurate. I mean, I don't understand how they even get away with this fraud. You would think the scientists would speak up here, Joel.
11: Well, here's the point, and this is very crucial. I've done a lot of study about the COVID test, and it is a real black box. There's hardly anybody who knows what's because it's all proprietary within these people that are doing the test. But here's how a COVID, and this is the first time, by the way, that they've ever used the PCR test to run a diagnostic. They don't use it for the flu. They don't use it for anything other than COVID-19. And why? Because the PCR test is the polymerase amplification type process. It's not a test, actually. It's a process of amplifying a piece of DNA if it has a primer with it. Now, the, the issue of a primer is, uh, determines on whether it amplifies or not. In other words, you take DNA in the uh, PCR process and you break it down into its RNA components components okay through a chemical and then you add a primer to it and the primer is the key because if you don't have the footprint of the coronavirus there's no way to have a primer that you insert into the process which starts amplification because Because the
1: primer could be the red herring folks that's right you put a
11: primer in there that's just a common ordinary cold virus and everybody who has that cold virus is going to test
1: positive. And every okay, but here's the other problem: you have nothing to compare this to. When now, when he says uh, that this thing um, amplifies, what he's saying is they take this little piece of your DNA, divide it up into pieces, add a spark, a primer, if you will, of something not even legitimate, and then what they do is they just duplicate or replicate, boom, bada boom, boom, boom. Then they take this big piece and think they can compare it to something they've extracted. Let's talk about it with Joel Skowzen. <laughs>
0: Protecting your liberties, you're listening to Liberty News Radio.
10: USA Radio News with Lance Pride.
12: Trump advisor Rick Grinnell said the Nevada Democratic Party is in full panic mode after a decision not to certify a local race due to a number of discrepancies. President Trump called the decision a big victory, saying it could have a major impact. Their comments came in tweets regarding the Clark County Commission race between Stavros Anthony, a Republican, and Democrat Ross Miller. The Las Vegas Review-Journal newspaper reported Miller defeated Anthony by 10 votes. However, Register of Voters Joe Garcia said his office identified 139 unexplained discrepancies in the election. Democrat Representative Ben McAdams of Utah lost his re-election bid against former NFL player Burgess Owens, allowing Republicans to regain control of all four congressional seats in Utah. McAdams conceded in an online news conference Monday afternoon shortly before media outlets called the race. Out of concern for safety during the COVID-19 pandemic, Arlington National Cemetery has canceled its annual Wreath Across America event on December 19th. USA Radio News.
4: It's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain straining and bloating again and again.
13: No way. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, or linacletide, is a prescription that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives to help relieve belly pain and let you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor today. You may be able to save on Linzess and make fewer trips to the pharmacy. See if you're eligible to pay as little as $30 for 90 days. Visit Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Abbey and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals.
12: Hurricane Iota slammed into Nicaragua overnight, sending roofs flying into streets, toppling electricity poles, and uprooting trees. Winds were in excess of 155 miles an hour for the Category 4 hurricane. About 40,000 people in Nicaragua have been evacuated to shelters. Many coastal areas are at risk of storm surges as much as 20 feet above normal tides. In Honduras, 80,000 people were moved to safety. Marcio Bacha, director of the Nicaraguan Institute of Earth Studies, It's the strongest hurricane that has touched Nicaraguan soil since records began. There's mask changes at Costco.
9: Costco has a new face covering policy. Starting on Monday, shoppers with medical conditions that prevent them from wearing a mask will now be required to wear a face shield in stores. Children under two are exempt. In announcing the change, Costco also stressing that masks or shields should not be seen as a substitute for social distancing. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg.
1: Ah, ladies and gentlemen, if we only had a real news service, huh? Joel Skousen, worldaffairsbrief.com, riding shotgun on your radio. We're talking about an update to the COVID reality check. Okay? We're talking about solutions and what we can do. All right, the false pandemic continues, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about this, uh, what do they call that, a PCR test? Yes. Uh, And we're talking about how fraudulent the whole narrative of that test is. So you were saying they take a little bit of your DNA, break it into its RNA components, add a amplifier, or I'm sorry, they add a primer, uh, primer, which, uh, you know what, that primer isn't legitimate. It may not even be the same. Well, how
11: can it be the same if they haven't isolated the actual coronavirus, what they claim is coronavirus virus? You know, it, uh, it'll it just be DNA. a best
1: guess, sir. And then we're going to amplify the best guess, right? We're going to duplicate, yeah, no, replicate what, it. See,
11: what's interesting is that it only amplifies. It's like two parts of a key that are matched together. The primer has a certain DNA coating and If it matches what you've got in there, it amplifies. If it doesn't match, it doesn't amplify. In the first place, they're amplifying 45 times, and nothing over 30 to 35 is legitimate. You get all kinds of false readings, so it shows bad intent that they're amplifying it 45 times.
1: So the amplify word that Joel's using, sometimes they call it cycles, too, right?
11: The number of cycles. Number of cycles. I just want people to understand
1: if they hear different words, then it's the same discussion.
11: But the point is, the primer is the key, because that's what they're amplifying, and that's what, if it amplifies, they say, well, it matches the primer, therefore it's COVID-19. But if they don't have the COVID genome, how do they know that the primer is COVID? You see, they well, don't. I just want you
1: to know, they do know, and there's no evidence, okay? Whatever they tell you is what they want you to believe. And Fauci literally alluded to it. He just said, now it's time for you just to shut up and obey, Joel.
11: That's right. Time now, for you to be quiet started. and do
1: what you're told.
11: That's what exactly what he said in an interview he said you know Americans have an in, 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 uh, what did you call it uh, an independent spirit it's time to get over that independent spirit and start to do what you're told i mean talk about tyranny this guy is the epitome
1: in my mind though in in yesteryear in america he would have been fired on the spot for that kind of a statement yeah who do you absolutely. think you are sir okay but it's, right. but we've allowed it trump's allowing it to continue and biden will do nothing but pardon the term, amplify what we've already got, right?
11: That's right. He's going to do a national lockdown, a national mandate. Um, his advisor, Michael Osterholm, who also serves as the director of the Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy at the University of Minnesota, said that while the country is locked down, people could be paid for lost wages. Can you imagine this? I mean, just shovel money out the door to make people so they don't feel the pain of this, but take away their liberty and then pay them. You know, to sit at home.
1: And they're, and they're literally working on the universal basic income or basic universal yeah. income, whatever. That, that's what they're really gunning for here, right?
11: This is part of what's called the Great Reset. And, uh, you know, Mr. Schwab of uh, the uh, Globalist Economic Forum said, you know, this is a great opportunity for us to use the COVID-19 to actually revamp. We're never going back to normal. We're going to revamp it according to the ideals that it, that it should be. Universal income. Climate change, all that, those controls, uh, control of property, uh, control of families and education and travel. I mean, it's just going to be a lockdown and forever.
1: And they know that the masks don't work. They know that they don't have a copy of the uh, actual COVID-19. They know uh, that the social distancing and all these plans don't work. There was an, ex- uh, an experiment, a study uh, months ago, back in what, April, May, where they actually had um, military personnel and like the Marines or whatever, and they tested and they tried to do everything they could to make sure that the virus didn't spread. And the ones that wore masks, the ones that did all the different things they were told according to the plan had double the rate of the not controlled group that were living life fairly normally and stuff like that. They know full well the truth on this and they're doing everything opposite the truth because what they really want to get at is they want to do this. They want to subject you all to testing, which is where are your papers on steroids. Then they want to you know, do the tracing, and then they want to do the isolation. And that's the way they can stop us all from uh, standing up together for liberty. That's the way they can um, literally um, find out who's who and document everyone. Um, this is a plan on steroids, sir, and they're about to back it with legislation now.
11: Well, that's right. And, you know, one of the problems is the, is the, the use of this test to drive the uh, the agenda calling all these new infections. They're not new infections at all. The test is bogus. It's coming up you know, 90% plus, 95% don't have any symptoms at all. Uh, and if they do have symptoms, it's probably unrelated to the test because people are having symptoms, I mean, they're not reporting any flu nowadays. Did the flu just disappear? Where's the flu cases? It's just like in Italy when this all started, they had a massive flu epidemic. And they had over 700 deaths of the flu. Starting February 9th, they stopped reporting any flu deaths, and they only reported everything as COVID-19. Now, that's what they're doing. And KSL TV here is the biggest propagandist for this uh, COVID uh, situation every day. Front page, new cases, new infections, and new deaths. And they aren't telling everybody that they're lab- still labeling all the deaths that happen as COVID deaths when they're not COVID at all. Nobody's doing autopsies. Uh, on this stuff, and even the people that do die of influenza or COVID or whatever it is that's there have chronic disease or immunodeficiency, and nobody's really tracking what drugs are there, what made them susceptible. Have they been taking a flu shot? They keep pushing the flu shot.
1: Let me tell you one of the other things they're not doing that I find interesting. If you go, there is an NPR and other websites that kind of document this for you in detail about what states have how many uh, cases and then how many deaths are related to those cases. And they do it United States-wide and then they break it down state by state, okay? How many coronaviruses, uh, cases are there and how many deaths are in each state, okay? And if you go to this webpage, for example, what I find interesting is you see a lot of states that have the same amount of cases, but the death rate between those are significantly different. So Utah has 155,779 cases, they claim, with 723 deaths, okay? But Kentucky, 139,000, so it's close, 155 to 139, depending on when you're reporting and everything else, 139,000, but they've got 1,600 deaths, well over double. Mississippi, 134,000, a little bit less again, but 3,500 deaths, six times with less cases, but six times the death, the death rate. How come they're not talking about that? Because that's one of the keys to truth as well.
11: It is. It means that some states are over-claiming the death. You know, they're counting every death as COVID, and that's how the numbers jack up. And the reason they do that, it depends on the honesty of the medical facilities, because they're being bribed by the federal government. With payments of money for every COVID case and for every death, for every person they put a little bit on it, there's different prices and things, but there's all perverse incentives to claim that these are COVID deaths. But I think even in Utah, if you looked at the actual, how many people actually had inflamed cytokine storm of the lungs and blood clotting, which is the sign of, of this particular influenza that flows in and dive above blood clots and they know right now that they can stop all that by giving them blood thinners and do a regular, you know, uh, blood clot uh, uh, therapy which they, uh, you know, normally do and but you know, it's just crazy we just don't have any verifiable information of what they're actually dying from. Even the CDC admitted that of all the almost 100,000 deaths in the US only actually had COVID-19 as the exclusive cause on the death certificate.
1: Now let's do uh, Utah again. 155,000 cases with like 700 and something deaths, okay? But you take Connecticut, 93,000 cases. So over a third less cases, but they have 4,700 deaths, like seven times what Utah has with a third less cases. How does that stuff happen? you got Idaho with 83,000 cases, but 763 deaths. So literally half the cases, same amount of deaths. This stuff doesn't make any sense if you look at the data, except for it exposes how they're reporting all this. And they're reporting it to create panic in the public.
11: Yes, but even so, you know, none of those, neither the case numbers nor the death numbers make any sense at all because they're both false numbers.
1: Except they and make not, sense if your goal not, they're is they're not, to not re, care. And they're
11: not related because the people who have COVID may or may not even test positive And the test positive doesn't even check for COVID. It just checks for a coronavirus. So it's totally unrelated. And that's why there's a they can make up any statistic. It doesn't have to correlate because the two numbers are not connected. Now, they think that they're connected because they say this is an infection of COVID-19, a case. And this is the definite, but in fact, they're not.
1: But the they're only connected in one way, Joel Skousen, that is to drive fear and they know it.
11: That's right. It's connected because the bureaucrats that are, that are naming and, and, and the statistics are complicit in this. That's the connection.
1: Part of the way you know the truth is any doctor that's willing to stand up and tell the truth gets blackballed.
11: That's right, and censored.
1: And censored, to say the least. Let's talk a little bit about in the next segment what society is going to look like under a Joe Biden uh, okay. Kamala Harris, because is Joe going to just step aside here quick and Kamala, the flat-out communist, take over? Joel Skalsen in seconds.
14: Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The calm before the storm by a friend of Megagoria. The strategy of heaven revealed big q little q the calm before the storm available on amazon.com or by calling caritas in the u.s at 205-672-2000
7: magazine.com just click on the shopping cart the loving liberty radio network salutes the spirit of the American West and those who are keeping it alive at range magazine all right Joel
1: Scalson world affairs brief.com and joelskousen.com with us ladies and gentlemen my headline is this they intentionally stoke fear and panic As they gear up for the Great Reset, what's it going to look like under the Joe Biden? uh, I don't know if he's just going to be set aside and Kamala, the communist, is going to take over. What's it going to look like, Joel?
11: Well, it's hard to say, you know, right now, other than it's going to be bad, but how fast is the only real issue of uh, how fast will they move. You know, the Democrats still know that if they move too fast, they get unelected again, like, and there's a backlash. Now, can they cover any backlash for the election fraud? They probably can if they... If this is let go like it is, though they'll be a little more sophisticated and careful next time. But last time the government, the Democrats put through an assault weapons ban. About uh, you know 30 Democrats got unelected from Congress, and they're very much afraid of that backlash, especially with all the people buying guns now under the anticipation of the Biden-Harris team. Uh, you know, taking over. How long Biden is going to last? Uh, I don't project it will be anytime soon. Maybe a year. Uh, or even two into the presidency, that he'll they'll use the uh, 25th Amendment and and have him step down in in favor of Kamala Harris.
1: And uh, even though his mind's not there now that he's president, they can absolutely control the narrative in the environment to where you'll never know how bad he's even slipping. They can do that for quite some time.
11: Yeah, they can, and I expect that they'll do that so that it's not too obvious that they intended to have Kamala Harris in there. Um, but anyway, the, I think we're going to see a real massive uh, mandate. I think there's going to be, uh, you know, um, uh, they may not have to do a uh, you know nationwide sh- shutdown, but certainly he'll threaten to if all the it states It depends don't on how along. much you
1: obey, sir.
11: Yeah, that's right, and how much resistance there is. And so, that's right. you know, Governor Herbert, who's a yes man to the establishment, issued a, a statewide mandate and uh, uh, here, and it's just as bogus as can be. I think he should be arrested
1: for that personally.
11: Well, and, you know, Cox is going to go along with it, too. He's uh, oh, yeah. even a weaker yes-man uh, than uh, than Herbert. And I happen to know that uh, Governor Herbert's oldest son, Nathan, is really on our side and has been pestering his father with all the right information. His father just doesn't want to hear it. Uh, but he's been warned, and that's what's important here, is that they'll be judged at the Judgment Day someday for buying into this great satanic deception uh, that has fooled most everybody, including church leaders. And uh, uh, they're going to be responsible because they've been warned and someone in his own family has given him the right information.
1: They intentionally stoke fear and panic as they gear up for the Great Reset. Operations Jubilee is what they've got planned, isn't it?
11: Yeah, but you got to remember there's a difference between those that are knowing conspirators in this and really pushing the agenda and those that are just yes men. And uh, when the yes, when, when the... Propaganda wave is so big and so broad that everyone is uh, parroting the same line. In fact, I'm going to show in next week's World Affairs Brief how someone did a review of all the local news channels and how tens and tens of channels are using the exact same script. You know, this COVID, this is a threat to our democracy. You know, it shows tens and tens of stations. Every new talking head saying the same phrase, and then they go through 10 or 12 different and everyone doing the same phrase. There is a real uh, system out there which feeds the same news stories and the scripts to these local news stations. Yeah, your
1: point is there's very few people really actively engaged in full knowledge of the conspiracy. That's right. There's very many yes men, but there's very few people that really uh, manipulate and control the narrative. The rest are going along, and no doubt they're culpable to some degree, but it's not the same, and it needs to be pointed out. Yeah,
11: yeah. yeah this is a, a, a true conspiracy, and that's why the media is so livid about uh, trying to deny that there's any conspiracy. And I think when the secret acts of men are revealed at the second coming, I'll tell you, people are going to be very, very embarrassed to see how deep the conspiracy ran and how many people were involved.
1: Yes, and I I don't know uh, how it's going to be in the next, between now and when the Savior comes. Uh, In other words, the more righteous we can be, the more we resist and stand up in meaningful, righteous ways, the less harsh the transition or the time will be between now and then. The more we capitulate and we shut down and we let them have their way with us, the more abusive tyranny will become. And really, uh, you know what? America's in trouble and America's going to melt down. What we need to do is create covenant communities of Americans and people who will stand up together uh, and resist and say, hey, at least we're going to have a modicum of, of liberty and honesty and integrity here. Um, and until people kind of gain that mentality, we're in trouble and the masses will never get it. And never create those type of situations. Uh, in the meantime, I think we need to prepare our families realizing that we can't change the narrative as a whole. What we can do is find those who are willing to see it for what it is. And make decisions and make choices that will preserve them and their families. Especially the young ones uh, as we go forward. As we prepare for the Savior to come. I expect it to get more and more and more uh, polar opposite. Righteous versus wicked. And the more we'll have to be intentional about everything we do.
11: Well, that's absolutely the way I see it, Sam. Um, For example, it's just a a fact of life now that every good, awake person is going to have to get their kids out of the public schools because they're going to require this vaccine. They should already have been out of the public schools, but if they're not now, they're going to. And and millions are starting to homeschool because of this mask mandate, which is a good sign in the right direction. They're going to have to start to do home birth. You cannot have your children in a hospital. They will require the vaccine of you and your baby, and they will require testing and quarantine. You gotta stay out of the medical system. You gotta learn to be healthy. You gotta forget about, you know, traditional health insurance which only forces you back into the medical system, doesn't pay for anything in the alternative field. You're gonna have to maybe quit being an employee of major corporations if they require the vaccine to as a condition of employment.
1: Well and you won't be able to work in the medical field either because they're starting with Oh, them. absolutely.
11: That's right. Yeah. Even head doctors who have been able to avoid the flu shots you know, know that they're not going to be able to avoid this vaccine. They're going to have to quit their jobs. So be prepared for some really tough choices, and you're going to have to start to be more self-sufficient. We're going to have to start to knit together communities to share homegrown food, organic food, to avoid you know, the lockdowns in the grocery stores. I mean, we're not going to be able to travel by airlines probably in the future without a vaccine card. Uh, that's why as a private pilot, I value my ability to fly somewhere. And more and more people that I talk to and consult with every day are, are deciding to learn to get a pilot's license so they can be free. But this is the new mantra. The world will never go back to normal, and we have to start to become independent and self-sufficient and get out of the establishment.
1: And even though it looks dire, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to take courage and take faith. Remember, God Almighty knows this unfolding. It's not like he's unaware. And he is aware of those of us who are trying to keep his commandments and do what he asks us to do. And he will bless us and protect us as we navigate this uh, if we do our part, Joel.
11: Well, it's, it's more than just following the commandments. That's the most minimalist rules that you can ever follow. The big thing is you've got to start to follow the promptings of conscience. You've got to start eating healthy. You've got to stop eating junk food. You've got to start exercising, and I mean hard. You've got to start losing weight. You've got to start disciplining your children. You've got to start cleaning up. You've got to start growing a garden. You've got to start doing a lot of things that you haven't done that don't have anything to do with the commandments. But I'm telling you, if you live by commandments alone, you're not going to make it through this.
1: There's no doubt spiritual guidance from the Almighty, and there's no doubt discipline is at the core. Uh, of success strategic relocation has been updated many times uh, it's, well, it's never been its more fourth, apropos huh
11: it's in its fourth edition I, I did it in march i was able to cover the covid false pandemic in the fourth edition and it's still selling like hotcakes uh, uh, all around the web um, and i do instead of three a month consultations i'm doing three a day and most of them are from california wanted to get, get out
1: and everybody wants to know where to go joel
11: Well, unfortunately, there's only relative safety nowadays. You know, it used to be that Utah and Idaho were five-star rated states. Now I've downgraded them in the latest edition. They're still ahead of the other country because of the base of conservative people. But frankly, you know, Sam, I'm shocked at how many conservatives and mainstream conservative people have bought into this COVID uh, thing. It's just a real litmus test of who's really awake and who isn't. You know, in Germany, they had a million-man march against these COVID restrictions in Berlin, and we'd be hard-pressed to get, you know, 200 people out in a provo Orme, uh, you know, protest. Uh, this is really dividing the sheep from the goats. And unfortunately, I am really afraid that most conservatives still get their, their news from KSL and other mainstream sources and not the alternative sources where the truth is found.
1: I used to look to Utah more than Idaho because of the longer growing season and things like that. But, man, now in a lot of places, you just can't get enough water.
11: Well, there's still enough water to grow. Um, You know, I I don't find, you know, except, you know, in the high metropolitan areas, water is going to be a shortage. But that's why I moved out of the uh, high metropolitan areas of Utah. I, I believe you're going to have to get rural in order to avoid these draconian uh, uh, requirements. Uh, the sheriffs are more amenable in rural countries than the, the big mainstream uh, urban
1: sheriffs. And believe it or not, I've been keeping a great finger on the pulse of the sheriffs with Richard Mack and the Constitutional, Constitutional right. Sheriffs and Peace Officers yeah. Association. For our listeners, I'm the operations manager for that organization. And I'm telling you, the sheriffs, people who we thought would never wake up, are coming to us begging for information now they've never done that to that degree before ever
11: yeah and some are hardening against us too um you know we just had dealings with our sheriff down here in Pete county and he's waffling and even though he knows richard max and received training he's waffling because he's being considered for a post in the cox administration so they know who butters their bread it's really sad
1: Oh, boy. Joel, we're going to have to keep our eye on this ball, and I'm telling you right now, I want people to understand, our listeners, we're not looking for the masses. I know people just in the media want to just grow and look for the masses. I'm looking for those who are like-minded, who want to work together. That's the very few and far between one out of a thousand almost, Joel.
11: Yeah, that's exactly right. This is the separation of uh, who's going to see and who doesn't see, and uh, especially when even their leaders don't see. You know, Can you see when your leaders don't see? And unfortunately, we've been bred in our culture to you know, be completely dependent on leadership, and now we've got to uh, think independently.
1: Rural Covenant communities, ladies and gentlemen, are where it starts. Finding a way to make a living together as families, finding ways to bring your unique talents together as groups, And when I say families, it can be your own independent individual family, or it can be a group of like-minded Americans that create a a covenant family, if you will, Uh, but it's going to take intentional actions to preserve yourself and your family and future generations as we go forward. I predict under the the, um, Joe Biden uh, administration, it will not be pleasant. He will make several changes that will absolutely be in your face. It will not be fun. But I believe more people will wake up uh, under that administration than even if Trump yeah. were to have taken power. So, in some yeah. ways, there's a silver lining there, Joel.
11: That's right. Absolutely. The conservative movement has been more a boon for financing during the Trump administration. And now it's going to burden, uh, bur- um, you know, grow again.
1: It's impossible. And this is one last thing I want to get to. It's impossible. A lot of people say, hey, the economy is going to melt down, this and that. Hey, they're going to pull the rug, they're going to do this and that. One of the biggest mistakes we can make is try to predict or to try to peg their timing, Joel.
11: Yeah, as I say, I, it, it's not going to happen as fast as we think. It'll happen a lot faster uh, you know, to Biden and, than, than Trump, but uh, they're going to be careful, you know they won't go to gun confiscation anytime soon. They're going to go to gun mad mass registration, et cetera first.
1: So we can watch the tea leaves, so to speak, though. We can know that as things unfold, we need to make sure that our efforts escalate as well uh, alongside. And don't panic and think it's happening tomorrow. But also don't be, uh, what do they say, laissez-faire? Don't don't be relaxed about it. we got to start to take action and step up. Uh, things are hastening is the point, and we need yes, to make sure are. that we do the same. Joel, yes, thank sir. you, my friend. It's been a pleasure.
11: Thank you, Sam. Bye now.
1: Joel Skousen, do doing a phenomenal job, as always, his book, Strategic relocation, incredible insights and details. His World Affairs Brief, worldaffairsbrief.com, weekly commentary on a troubled world. Not only is it incredible articles to catch you up to what's really happening, but they have tips for preparedness there as well. Worldaffairsbrief.com. For Sam and Kurt, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.